0: You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Dialed In, National Club Golfers' weekly look at the best bets on the European PGA and World Golf Tours. Um, If you are having a bet this week, please remember to gamble responsibly. We've got a very, very busy week to get through three top-class events, and so who better to lead us through and give us his best tips than NCG's form expert, Barry Plummer. Welcome, Barry.
1: Hi, Steve. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, very good, thanks. Um, Not as busy as the golfers are going to be this week, I think, but busy enough. What a week we have. A major on the uh, women's tour, um, one of the biggest events on the PGA Tour and a decent European Tour event as well.
1: Yeah, and we're getting the benefit of going to some top quality courses as well, which we'll be able to see, obviously, through the coverage, um, which will be a bit of a treat for us. I think we're really getting into the swing of the... top events on all the tours now as we get into summer and you know plenty of good golf to come
0: well let's start with one of those great courses and olympic for the U.S. Women's Open, just looking at the early odds as we speak at the moment, MB Park is the favourite, prices between 10 and 11 to one. Jin Young Ko comes next with Se Young Kim, So Young Ro, Lydia Ko at 14 to one. We might talk a little bit about Lydia later on. Nelly Korda, Jessica Korda. I mean, uh, the the best of the best playing on a great golf course.
1: Yeah, and there's so much quality on the LPGA Tour. I mean, when you look at the field there, um, you know, it's, it's hard to to not make a case for any of those names at the top of the market. Um, so it should be a really great addition of, of the uh, U.S. Women's Open.
0: Yeah, Olympic Club, a uh, familiar host of top class major events. It's had the Men's U.S. Open in the past. Um, you need to you need to hit well around here, though, don't you?
1: Yeah, obviously, it's, it's quite a longish um, track. You've got to, you know, negotiate the trees, make sure you find the fairways. Um, it's one of those traditional you'd expect it of any US Open or major championship event. It's going to be a tough week. Very small greens, um, very fast greens, which means, you know, even when you do get, you know, up towards that, that part of your game, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be tough to sink the putts.
0: I've seen some pictures of the 18th and what appears to be not much fairway. So it's been set up to be punishing as you would expect the US Open to be.
1: Yeah. And I think actually one of the key factors that you're going to have to play into um, this week is scrambling because, as I said, players aren't always going to find the greens um, with, with how small and, and fast they are. Uh, so scrambling could be a good measure to be looking at for players um, and who's been playing well in that category over the last few weeks.
0: Par 5 success is often the key to winning a major championship. Do you believe that that is going to be the secret this week as well?
1: Yeah, you know, Par 5 is where you make your money, isn't it, I suppose? And for, for the, uh, the players on the LPGA Tour, they've you know the, the stats around that are, are really easy to find on their website. And actually, one of those stats is, is the reason behind why I've picked one of the players I've picked this week.
0: Well, let's get straight into it then. And you've gone for the market leader.
1: Yeah, I just couldn't find any reason to oppose MB Park. Um, You know, major championship pedigree. um, I think she's won eight majors, is it? Something like that. Um, And actually, you know, her her recent performances have just been absolutely insanely good. Three top five finishes in the last five starts. One at the Keir Classic. Um, But it's her stats and her numbers, which are really sort of impressive as well, to back that up. Sixth for driving accuracy. She's going to find fairways. um, First for putting average. Uh, first for scoring average for this season on the LPGA Tour. Um, and often when my gut tells me that there is not a reason to oppose somebody, then
0: that's who I'm going to pick. Do you think there's a little bit of value in there than a double figure price?
1: Yeah, certainly. I definitely think there's a bit of value in there. Um, you know, would would I take it each way? Probably not. Um, I, I'm quite confident on, on backing B Park on the nose um, and seeing if we can get an outright winner. But um, you know, there is plenty of each-way value throughout the field as well.
0: Yeah, just looking at some of Inbee's recent results, won the Kia Classic in March, finished tied 7th at the a and uh, tied 2nd at the Lottie Championship, uh, tied 15th at the LA Open, tied 3rd last time out at the HSBC Women's World Championship. I mean, it would be a big, big surprise if she didn't feature here.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, Missing the cut, for example, is something that I in in B Park doesn't do very often. And actually, when um, she's playing in one of the biggest events um, in the women's calendar uh, with the strongest field and an opportunity to show why she is, you know, one of the best players on the LPGA Tour, I'm sure she's going to rise to that challenge and want to take full advantage.
0: Yeah, another player who often appears towards the top of leaderboards are the Corder sisters. And uh, you have picked out the elder Corder as your second selection for the US Women's Open.
1: Yeah, Jessica Corder is uh, my second pick. I'm quite confident on this one as well, actually, in terms of a little bit more each way value. You can get her around 16 to 1. Um, but again, one of the most exciting talents on the LPGA Tour, she's already won six times. Um, and, you know, it won't be long until she's starting to add those major championships to her resume. I think looking back at her most recent win of the tournament of champions, she was playing a really high quality field on a difficult golf course, which should mirror very similarly to to this type of event um also a player who's very good um in terms of finding fairways um also good at finding greens fourth for greens in regu- uh, regulation this season seventh for putts per green in regulation so not only is she finding the green but then she's able to convert that into uh, good numbers as well and i think actually when you consider the fact that she's one of the highest people in the scoring average stats that hasn't won a major championship she definitely represents some each way value
0: Your final selection is a bit of surprise to me, not in terms of the fact that you've picked her out, but her price. She's fifty-five to one with Bet Three Six Five, but you can get bigger prices out there, as big as sixty-six with some firms. She's already a major winner. She had a very, very good week in the LPGA match play last week. So talk me through why Sophia Popoff is fifty-five to one.
1: Yeah, again, every now and then a price pops up, doesn't it, where you can't really work out why they've done that but the reigning 2020 you know women's british open champion um playing on again a tough golf course that is going to test you not only physically but mentally as well um and you know what a, a ridiculous price in my opinion because she was as you said second last week in uh, las vegas at the lpga match play um another sort of tricky track and I think, actually, when you look at the fact she's got three top 10 finishes this season, these aren't flukes. It's not, she's not just there, you know, she's not had a really good performance last year and since then has done nothing. She's continued to progress and is playing well. And when you think, actually, last week that she beat MB Park, who's obviously our main selection, and she beat uh, Patti Tavatanakit, she's uh, one of the um, top, you know, players in that field for beating some of the, the best players around at the moment.
0: She played a lot of golf last week. In some punishing conditions and the social media pictures of what that heat did to her feet. Um, Is there a perception, do you think, from some of the odd makers that she's going to be a bit tired as the week goes on and she might not be able to last 72 holes?
1: Yeah, maybe perhaps, and that might be why she's you know reflected at that sort of price. But I mean, with with the places on offer, I think you can get between six and eight places on on the um, on the competition. I think at fifty five to one, she's definitely worth having a, a small each way bet.
0: Yeah, and I should point out that you've been very successful with this kind of bet already this season at the PGA Championship with Brooks Kepka. So you know, it, is, does this feel like a similar kind of bet to you, a player that just is too big?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we said, didn't we, on that PGA Championship um, podcast that the Brooks was was miles too big and obviously proved proved right. You know, obviously could have been better in the end, but uh, this feels very similar in the fact that you've got you've got a major champion, a recent major champion at a price um, above fifty to one, and you just have to back that, in my opinion.
0: Well, we'll see if n b, Jessica, or Sophia turn out to be one of your best bets. Indeed, Baz's banker this week, but moving on from the u.s women's open to the memorial tournament on the pga tour and an equally stellar field here too john rahm leads the way at nine to one and ten to one in some places not too surprising given he's the defending champion red hot jordan spieth comes next justin thomas rory mcelroy bryson DeChambeau, victor hovland they're all lining up aren't they getting ready for the men's u.s open
1: yeah, I mean, this field, when you look at it, initially looks like a major championship field. You've got all of the best players there that that could be there. Um, and with this being an invitational as well, obviously, it's going to be an incredibly strong field. I think um, you've got quite a, a lot of good form to go off, actually, because last year we had two events um, at Murfield Village. And I think, you know, when you look at um, the, the course has been very different on both of those events last year, this is probably going to play more like the Memorial did last year but um, really interesting form to go off when you're picking your selections.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit about Jack's course then.
1: So obviously it's going to be tricky. It's a, a longish course, um, a very well-maintained, well-manicured course. It definitely looks good on the eye, um, but you're going to, again, be negotiating tree-lined fairways. You're going to have to make sure that you avoid the 13 water hazards. You're going to have to make sure that when you find the greens, which are average-sized, um, that you're putting well and actually I think um, for players this week green and regulation is going to be a really important stat Scrambling's again going to be important there's going to be a lot of I suppose um, similarities to again this time last year when John Rahm you know blew Ryan Palmer away and managed to um, to get the win
0: So you've gone for Jordan Spieth again um, he, he is um, a frequent um, visitor to your staking plan um, just take me through why you think he's going to be on the board this week as well
1: yeah no apologies made at all for Jordan Spieth being my top pick again because he's he's the hottest player in the world right now he's you know he ranks first the strokes game total in the last three months um, his performances in terms of his actual recent um, finishes, he's just frighteningly good. And actually, when you're looking at somebody who's had, what, five top 10 finishes, including a win in his last six events, how can you not include him um, on a course that, when you look at the stats, should suit him? Um, I think, you know, when you look at his recent performances here, even though he wasn't playing particularly well last year, he still managed to finish 13th. He's got a third place finish in 2015 and a seventh place finish in 2019. So for me, uh, again, people might think that I'm um, being a bit lazy, just continually picking Jordan Spieth. But, you know, I nearly picked him last week and I I nearly regretted not doing so when he when he got so close in Texas. And, you know, I think this week is another opportunity to maybe get some cash off him.
0: Do, does his Sunday struggles worry you a little bit? I mean, there were some not alarming quotes coming from him on Sunday after that 73, but the idea is still there, isn't it? That he's a work in progress and that sometimes he's a bit unsure where the ball is going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I'd agree. I think he is still that work in progress. And actually, that's. Um, impressive really I suppose that we've, we've potentially still not seen the best of Jordan Spieth, um on his sort of his, his comeback I suppose if that's what you want to call it um, but yeah I mean the Sunday struggles are, are something that would concern me but he's only got to put himself in a position to be in contention and the more he does that uh, the more those Sundays will become um, easier I suppose for him and, and this is a strong field and I think he's there's an element of wanting to prove himself at the biggest events as well and I think this is one of those.
0: Listeners can obviously see your full reasoning and your full selections on our website at nationalclubgolfer.com. But I just want to discuss your long shot with you uh, for the Memorial, Gary Woodland at 60 to one, who does appear um, to be getting back to business following something of uh, not so much a year off because you try hard all the time, but clearly winning a major championship at the U S open at Pebble beach. Um, Affected him, I think, in performance-wise, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, he he really struggled, didn't he, for that those 12 months. And obviously, he had a, a bit of an injury as well, which was sort of making it difficult for him to play his best stuff. But when you look at his recent form, he does appear to be going back in the, in the right direction. He's had two top six finishes in his last six starts. He was 14th last time out. Um, I seem to remember him playing particularly well at this event um, last year. Uh, and actually in both events at uh, Mirth, Mirthwood Village, because he was 22nd and 5th on the two starts in 2020 there. Um, and when you look at his form over the course of sort of his his history, I suppose, of taking part at this course, um, he's got a couple more top 10s, but very few missed cuts, which is something that intrigues me, because um, when you've played a course that many times and you've only missed the cut a couple of times um, and you've got a big price next to you, that, that increases my... Um, I suppose interest in each way bet on him.
0: Coronavirus continues to have its effect on Europe, and particularly with the Porsche European Open. Just explain to us, Barry, why we've got this slightly unusual European Tour tournament this week.
1: Yeah, so it's a Saturday start with a Monday finish. It's only fifty-four holes, um, and I believe it's to do with the um, the restrictions around coming in and out of Germany for the. Um, for the event itself and the need to quarantine and, uh, and things like that. So it's something which we've had to get used to, obviously, and something which unfortunately means that this um, this event is going to be a slightly shorter one, but still some great players teeing it up um, and an opportunity to win quite a prestigious European Tour title.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a PGA Tour field to the top end of the market with Paul Casey coming over to Europe. And he is the market leader at prices as short as five to one. Abraham Anser has also joined him and he's close behind at eight, which might be slightly disrespectful to the likes of Bernd Wiesberger and Sam Horsfield and Laurie Cantor have been in such great form recently. But that might also open up some value opportunities in the market. So um, who is your best bet, Barry, for the rescheduled, re to European Open?
1: This was a really tough one for me between two players, Sam Horsfield and Laurie Canter. but I've gone with Sam Horsfield simply because his stats seem to match up with the challenge that's being offered by this course, which is you need to be able to hit greens in regulation. Strokes-gained approach is really, really important here. Um, and Sam Horsfield ranks first for strokes-gained approach on the European Tour this season. He's played well when he was here uh, in 2019. He was 14th. And his recent sort of performances, I suppose, have been showing him coming back to his his best stuff again with a few top 10 finishes uh, recently. So, yeah, Sam Horsfield gets it for me. And I think when you look at the top of the market, as you said, with Paul Casey at 5-1 to one and Abraham Answer at 8-1, to one, I mean, that's ludicrously short for me. I wouldn't go anywhere near that at that price for me personally. And when you can get, you know, 22 28 to 28-1 to on Sam Horsfield, I think it's brilliant value.
0: Yeah, you're looking for a fast start here, aren't you? Because someone who shoots a very low score in the first round in a shortened tournament is going to be quite difficult to catch.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. You're also looking then at players, aren't you, who traditionally do start quite fast. And and if you look, look lower down the market, actually, there are some players that traditionally do that. Kala Samoya, um, one being around 60-1, to 1, um, who I would usually back on a first-round leader basis, but actually might be worth a small each-way bet. Um, for this event because of the fact, as you mentioned, if you can get a fast start on the first day, you might uh, be, uh, be in with a chance.
0: I mean, we're very used, aren't we, to seeing prices tumbling um, for very good players, market leaders who have good first rounds and those who have particularly low scores. Their prices will obviously tumble as well, but it might be even more exaggerated this time because it's only 54 holes. So there's an opportunity, isn't there, perhaps, to back to lay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if the players uh, get a fast start, the players you're backing, then that's definitely an option you've got. Um, and I think, you know, w- when you're looking at a Saturday start and a, and a very strange Monday finish, I suppose, the players are going to want to get this uh, get this done early doors, get themselves a, a comfortable round on Monday so they can then prepare for their next event, which will be coming round on the Thursday following. So it's a, it's going to be a quick turnaround.
0: Yeah, an absolutely frantic period of golf um, leading up to the next major of the season, the US Open. Um, Six picks there across three events. As always, Barry, we ask you for your best bet. So who is Baz's banker?
1: I cannot look past Inby Park. Uh, Again, I mentioned earlier on when when she is somebody who I cannot find any reason why I don't like her or the price uh, in this particular event. Um, That screams to me that that's that's got to be some value and uh, I'll be betting on her outright to win the U.S. Women's Open.
0: Well, if you are following Barry in, best of luck with everything. And uh, don't forget, you can read much more detail about his selections for the U.S. Women's Open, the Memorial Tournament and the European Open on our website at nationalclubgolfer.com. Please remember, as always, if you are having a bet this week, to do so responsibly and join us again for another issue of Dialed In. We look forward to seeing you soon.